0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I am Scott Pianowski and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast presented by planners, satisfying your snack cravings. For over 100 years, I got Frank Schwab with me today. Dalton Daldon is on a handicapping bye week. He will be back do the weekly preview with Liz Loza in 24 hours. But today it's all about picking games against the number. And Frank, you know what satisfied me today? The primetime slate in week 11 looks fantastic. We got Seattle and Arizona Thursday game. We get that rematch between the Raiders and the Chiefs on Sunday night. We have the Bucks and the Rams, which looks like a great one on Monday. I can't wait to break down those games. And I guess the other thing that's really satisfying me is, is as we're recording this, both the audio and the video we have dueling w hats i'm, I'm repping the old school hartford whalers and don't forget it, there's an h stuck in the negative space of that w
0: there is i've never noticed this this is like there's the, Milwaukee Brewers the glove thing for it. there it is wow. yeah okay I, I went
1: about 20 years without it too and of course wow. yeah, they, they haven't had a football uh, hockey team in about 20 years no hockey picks today by the way although yahoo <laughs> fantasy hockey is opening soon i think i'll be working on hockey ranks tonight and frank Excited that his Wisconsin Badgers could sneak past the Michigan Wolverines, the New York Jets of the Big Ten. Uh, Frank's 10 star lock of the season. He's repping the uh, he's repping the Wisconsin Badgers today.
0: You know, hey, it's 49-11 doesn't come along every day, Scott. You gotta take advantage of it. You gotta, gotta live it up while I can. It's by the way, the, the crazy thing about the, the university this is 2020 in a nutshell. Wisconsin has a real quarterback and not a running back, so hey, that that's twenty twenty. Everything's crazy,
1: and that is crazy. I I just I think of Wisconsin always having those that road grader offensive line, and you know, I mean, what Monte Ball did? They scored thirty nine touchdowns or something like that the year they had Russell Wilson and everything.
0: They had a against Nebraska the Big Ten championship years ago. They had a backfield of Monte Ball, Melvin Gordon, and James White. Like not bad. Okay, that ain't bad. I'll take that'll
1: that. work. That'll work. So as we give you these. Um, angles, whether you want to fade us, follow us. You can get into the action over with our friends at BetMGM. And they have some great promotions going on right now. New users get a $25 bonus upon registration. There's no deposit required. You can use it immediately. And you also receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 with your first deposit. You can sign up at BetMGM.com slash Yahoo. Make sure to use the promo code SPORTSBOOK, S-P-O-R-T-S-B-O-O-K, one word. When you make your first deposit, this is valid for new users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, Tennessee, or Colorado, where Frank Schwab is from, that are 21 years or older. Terms do apply. Let's get into it, Frank. we got a great slate. we had a great Thursday game. The Seahawks can't play a normal game. I guess the Cardinals can't play a normal game. They had one of the games <laughs> right. of the year a few weeks ago. And since, since then, Arizona has had some some nutty games. The Miami game was nutty. And then, of course, the Hale-Murray th- to bail out last week. So they're rematching on Thursday. The Seahawks are the standard three-point favorite. The total is juicy, 57-and-a-half. What are you doing with the Cardinals and Seahawks?
0: I- I've been going back and forth, to be honest with you. That means they set a good line. This is a good game. I keep thinking... I hate the Seattle defense. I've hated them for weeks. I, Russell got me a couple times in that stretch, but it, it, I think he's come back to earth a little bit just because he feels like he has to do everything. You could see it in his play. You, he is one of these quarterbacks right now who's pressing. He, that that interception to the end zone on Sunday was symptomatic of what he's going through. He had a lane to run. He could get a first down, but he's, in his mind, I think he's thinking, I got to do it all. I, I got to go to the end zone here. He goes to the end zone, gets picked off. It kind of turns the game. But at the same time, do what. Do I think the Seattle team is just dead? Like, I if they can't beat Arizona at home, you know, given the standard field goal, where are they going? I, right now, I'm leaning to Seattle, but I'll be honest, I, I don't have a strong feeling either way here.
1: Yeah, I think be, I'm. I'm going to try to watch this game as neutrally as I can. I have fantasy interest on both sides of the game, so maybe I'll just you know, root for a bunch of points. I don't know what Seattle does well. I mean, they're, they're having all sorts of – of course, Wilson's great. Everybody yeah, knows that. Yeah, that's what they Metca- do well. Metcalf and Lockett are terrific. But yep. the offense has struggled without Chris Carson. They're struggling on third down. We know the defense has been a mess all season. Everybody – for them to win, it seems like it has to be a 37-34 game. And the Cardinals – I think people are missing that this is a flawed team in a lot of ways too. I mean, Seattle had like seven different chances to lock up the first meeting and they just couldn't do it. I felt like Seattle was the right side that night. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then it took a – the, the Hail Murray to bail out the Bills game. Uh, they lost to Miami, which Miami's a nice team, but you would like to think you can take rare business at home against them, and they didn't. So I think Seattle's got problems. I think Arizona is maybe a little bit over right now. So I'm, I'm just going to watch, sit back. Is there, Do you have any fantasy take on this game? I mean, obviously, you play kyler you, you play wilson i like by the way their fantasy ranks are represented in their jersey numbers kyler right now is quarterback one <laughs> and he wears number one and, and russell's quarterback three and he wears number three so that, that's nicely done um yeah you know, nobody needs any help with metcalf or lockett uh, lockett went bananas in this first if game if lockett plays
0: there... lockett's dinged up a little bit that that worries me about this game mm-hmm. i'm keeping a close high on that
1: can you trust any of the running backs here
0: no no i don't think you could trust i, I mean i i I literally had to be like, "Who's scoring right now?" Oh, it's Alex Collins. I forgot about him. Like, I mean, who who knows what this roulette wheel is going to go? I, I don't. And on the Arizona side, the, the infatuation with Kenyon Drake. Look, I was a big Drake guy. We talked about this before the season. I love Drake. Thought he was a, a he was a second round pick in mo- any league I could get him. Early second, he just hasn't been good. But yet, Cliff keeps putting him out there. And that, he had a decent game last week. But I, I don't know you can trust Chase Edmonds. You don't know where it, where his, his volume's coming from. I, I really, you know, not that you could bench him. This is an actionable advice. Maybe it doesn't DFS. But I don't love I don't love Russell Wilson this week. I think that if you could take away Metcalf, and I think that petter Peterson can do that to an extent. I don't think he's going to do it like Jalen Ramsey did. All of a sudden, their passing tree is—it's not just limited. It's—it's it's all the branches have fallen off. Like who—who who does he go to? Especially if Lockett's dinged up, it, it could be one of those Lockett games like he had a few weeks ago where he just went ham and had 16 catches or whatever. But is it gonna if it's no Lockett or Lockett's less than 100 percent? If Metcalf gets kind of the Patrick Peterson treatment, like I think he will who gets the ball? Like Will Disley's going to beat you? I mean, I just I just don't know how Russell could get the volume in the passing game at that point if they do a decent enough job on Metcalf and, and Lockett doesn't go crazy and he's been up and down.
1: In a year where there's been so much garbage at tight end, neither team is going to help us there. Seattle's using no. three different tight ends. Was the last was-
0: time Arizona had a usable tight I end? <laughs> I was just thinking that.
1: I can't think of Man, I don't even it's like know who Jackie that Jackie Harris. Smith.
0: If I wasn't playing yeah, or Jackie Jackie Smith, not Jackie Harris. Uh, but yeah, Jackie Smith back in the 70s and I wasn't playing fantasy then. I don't know about you.
1: So this game may have a big say in who wins the NFC West and there are three teams. We know the Niners aren't going to do it just riddled by injuries, but if you go over to bet MGM, you can get Seattle at +130, the Rams at +175 and the Cardinals at +220. Do you see any value in those three options?
0: I like Arizona. I took Arizona preseason to win the West, so I'm I'm sitting there with them. But I have looked at the Rams. I think if you're looking at what team is most balanced, I, I think Arizona's defense has issues because no Chandler Jones. That's a big loss. Nobody talked enough about that loss. Chandler Jones off the Arizona defense is a huge loss for them, getting nothing out of Isaiah Simmons. They just don't have the horses over there. We know Seattle's defense is putrid. I I don't know what has happened to Pete Carroll and company, but their defense just isn't there. So you look at which team kind of has a defense and an offense, and I think it's the Rams. I think they're in a pretty good position. Maybe I'm overreacting last week, but I I thought they looked good, and I think that right now if I'm going to take out – I'd probably take Arizona if I had no action going on just because the number's the best, and I think three of these teams are even – but I'm really intrigued by the Rams. I think they might be a really good team.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Maybe a coaching advantage. You just as you said, the balance—they're good at so many different things. Darnold yep. instantly gives you a pass rush. They, they've been the best team at covering the flanks, and on, on offense, it's been a little bit fantasy troublesome because they use so many different people. And we'll get into that. But that's later, not bad but... for
0: real life. Like I know fantasy wise, it is no, killing course. me. I have I have shares of each one of those guys in some of my leagues, and it's killed. But real life, I think it's a perfect way to go. I think all three of those guys are contributing.
1: Let's pivot to the Sunday slate and the Philadelphia Eagles, a team I'm looking to fade as much as I can. They're going on the road to play Cleveland who has decided ever since OBJ got hurt, they just said, okay, let's just have nasty weather for all of our games. They've been two bad win games uh, coming into this week. And it sounds like the early forecast is not favorable. Of course, you know, we're three or four days away from, from kickoff. So let's make sure we check on that on Sunday. The Browns are a three and a half point favorite in this game. The total is 46 and a half. What do you make of the Eagles and Browns?
0: You know, when I saw this matchup, I tried to guess the lines, right? You try to figure out what the line's going to be. I-, I thought it was going to be about 6-6.5, six, six and, and I don't get 3.5. What have the Philadelphia Eagles done in 2020 to make me trust them as a 3.5-point underdog? Like, I-, I just, I need way more points than that with them. I'm all about the Browns in this game. I think that... Like you said, the the weather, the Raiders game, and last week's game was so bad you can't you just throw them out. You can't. I can't analyze anything from those games. I can't sit here and tell you all oh, the Browns' offense is this or that. They they couldn't function. They won last week. Good for them. Nick Chubb running out of bounds is going to kill me till my dying days. But I, I just I don't have any faith in the Eagles. I don't think it's a well coached team. I don't think it's a good team by any means. And for them to only be, I know there's no home field advantage anymore this year, but. Only three and a half? Really? Like I Maybe I'm way too low on the Eagles or way too high on the Browns, but I, I, I thought this line should have been double what it was.
1: Yeah, my first instinct is I didn't feel comfortable spotting more than the, the proverbial three with the Browns, but the, the more I thought about it, I just don't like anything. What do the Eagles do well? I don't yeah, like their well, offensive their line. Right Wentz has been oh. in a funk. I think Doug Peterson has been coasting off that Super Bowl win, which maybe was more about Frank Reich being the puppeteer than it was about Peterson. They just had their bye week and then got – Outplayed A to Z by a Giants team that is scrappy. They're kind of this year's Dolphins. I get it, but they're you know you got to play better than that off a of bye week. And let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. The Giants don't play this week. We've been looking. You and I have been looking for ways to prop against the Eagles winning this division. We ha- I know we have some Washington Football Team tickets, which maybe in my trash can in a couple of weeks. They've had a couple of winnable games. They haven't won them. I'm getting interested in the Giants unfortunately the line started to dip it's um Eagles are minus 154 to win this division the Giants have crept up to plus 250 in part because I know you and I have punched that ticket a couple of times if you want to get jazzy with the Cowboys plus 800 WFT is down to plus 900 is there any value in betting this division
0: uh I mean plus 900 at Washington I still feel decent about them because nobody's gonna run away with this thing I mean it's every one of these teams is bad and I think as long as, you know, if Washington can win three in a row, they're going to look pretty decent by the end of the year. I mean, I, I don't know if they can win three in a row. I like them this week. But I, I think that that's where the value is at. But, yeah, I agree with you. Anything you could do to fade the Giants here is probably smart because – Or fade, fade the Eagles, Eagles right? Fade the yep. Eagles, because, look, we all had the excuses for Wentz, right? Like, oh, injuries everywhere. the the supporting gets. They were fairly healthy. As healthy as any NFL team is going to be last week, and they look terrible. They're, they're just a – I've, I've, I've compared and I'll continue to compare. I think Doug Peterson is Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon had a great 1991. There was no fluke. There was no luck. He was great in 1991 and that's it. And then he just faded away. He was a one-year wonder. And I think Doug Peterson's the same way. He was great 2017. I'm not taking his ring away. I don't think he was, I, I don't, I, I don't think he was fooling anybody. I think he was a legitimately great coach that year and he just has lost it. Uh, this team has underachieved three straight years. I, I, nothing about the Eagles excites me.
1: If you go over to football siders and you crunch the future schedules, the Eagles have the fifth hardest schedule going forward. The giants, just the the 20th most difficult schedule. Washington is 24th and Dallas is 28th. So I think it's a case where if you're betting against the Eagles to win this division, and and by the way, if they just had a no, will the Eagles win the division? No. I think I would just want to take that too. That would be plus odds. Maybe you can bet all three of these teams. I think the team that wins the division non-Eagles doesn't even need to do that much. Maybe they need to win three more games. That might be enough. Right,
0: right. Yeah, we're looking at a situation where I, I, I think Washington plays Philly in the last week, and it could be a... What is it? Five and nine Philly team against a five, eight and one Eagles team, or whatever. Like you can do the math, and it's it's ugly division, and that's the beauty. You, you're always going to be in action. I have a couple of division winners uh, tickets that are like a, I'm I'm kind of done here. I had The Bears, I took them at a at a high number preseason. They're done. I mean, they're clearly done. Nobody in the NFC East is ever going to be done because who's going to run away with it?
1: I'm glad the Bears are on bye week. And I think if the Bears just didn't come back until December, other than Alan Robinson, I don't think anybody would miss anything from that team, <laughs> nobody, especially the nobody. offense. Well, I'm wearing a W hat. You're wearing a W hat and the saints, I think are going to be wearing a W hat on Sunday, although I'm not really sure. Jameis Winston, I guess is the starter. We know Sean Payton has a Taysom Hill fetish. Yes, the saints yes. are five point favorites over the Falcons coming off their bye week. It's a high total as you'd expect 51 and a half. How are you
0: picking this game, and and what do you make of the Saints quarterback situation? I really love the Falcons here because I think that no matter if it's Winston or Hill, I can easily talk myself out of either guy. I I, I do not like Taysom Hill as an every-down quarterback. I don't even like him as much as they use him. I think he's a good gadget player, but they just use him too much in that role, and it gets really, really predictable. Uh, and Jameis is, you know, we could get good Jameis. Sure, I mean he's. I think that the the one thing I will say about Jameis is everybody thinks he's just uh, just no good, right? He did throw for five thousand yards last year. He can make plays. He's he's not incapable. He's just going to make those back breaking plays. And I think the Falcons have played better. I think they're going to be rested. This is a big rivalry game. I think everybody knows that by now. I'm all about the Falcons here. I, I don't know. They could win it necessarily, but five points? Sure. I, I'm, I'm fine doing that and hoping that either Jameis throws them out of the game or they ask Taysom to throw it 21 times and we really get a chance to see that he's not a quarterback.
1: I'm on the Falcons too, although I do wish Ben MGM had a will Jay Busby be doing a Falcons blog at the end of Sunday prop because you know, I mean, nobody loses in excruciating fashion other than maybe oh. the Chargers like the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's important to note, I saw a lot of fantasy buzz on Winston. And I know we considered picking him up on a team that we co on because we, we mm-hmm. have Josh Allen on by. And maybe Teddy Bridgewater won't play this week. But Winston is not stepping into the Saints sports car that it was a few years ago. Where it's like, oh, my God, look at all the yep. weapons. Yep. Something's not right with Michael Thomas. And Emmanuel Sanders has been in and out of the lineup. You never really know what Traquan Smith is going to do. Uh, the last time Jared Cook played a football game last week, he didn't have any catches, even yeah. in a bad tight end year. I, I require at least one catch, Jared, only targeted <laughs> twice. Kamara's great. Kamara's great. You know, Running back 10 or better every week of the season, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. But what else on this offense? Again, a few years ago, anybody, you could put Chase Daniel in this offense. I'd be, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It's a Saints right. offense. He's going to be a top-12 quarterback just because of Peyton and all the toys. What happened to the toys?
0: Yeah, I agree. And I agree with you, Michael Thomas. Something's off there. I don't know if it's the high ankle sprain. I don't know if it's hamstring. I don't know. If it's something going on behind the scenes, because your spidey sense comes up, right? Like, it's like he got suspended, and then all of a sudden he has this really mysterious hamstring injury, and it's like, he's going to play, he's going to play, we get to Friday, and it's like, nope, he's been ruled out. That, that Something's off there, right? And I, I just think it's one of those lost seasons for can Guard Mike. I love him. He's great. We uh, talk about a team we co-owned. We had him last year, and he was just mm-hmm. a joy to own last year. It's not the same this year. But yeah, I mean, if you're desperate a quarterback, Jameis is, is going to put up some yards just because he's Jameis. He's going to put up some numbers. Numbers, did last year for the Bucks. I had him on most of my teams but it's uh yeah it's you're just never gonna like watching Jameis that's the one thing you're never gonna sit there it's like in, in a different way it's almost like watching the Bears where you're just like you're watching Jameis and even if he has 300 yards you feel terribly because he's thrown five passes that should have been intercepted by them.
1: it's gonna be interesting I uh I don't really want to be staked in and make it clear I'm on the Falcons too in that game Bill Belichick meets up with one of his former assistant coaches, the Patriots, on the road to play the Houston Texans and Romeo Cornell squad. Patriots a two-and-a-half-point favorite after beating Baltimore last week. The total is 48-and-a-half. And, a half. and you know, before I get your thoughts on this game, I want to say I've been fading the Patriots most of the year. And uh-huh. for a second I thought, you know, after the Seattle game, even though they lost it, Cam looked better than I expected. I thought, maybe I was wrong on this. And then, of course, they started to really play poorly for a few weeks. The Baltimore game, and I had some Baltimore Moneyline interest in that game, some teasers open. Everybody but once, did. <laughs> once I saw the weather go bad, Belichick, you know, usually weather is, is bad for the favorite anyway. But Bill Belichick, look, he's great coach. I'm not breaking any ground here. But when you throw off weather into the game, that's like an unfair Belichick advantage. I remember they had a Bills game a few years ago in the wind where it's like Buffalo had never played a windy game before and Belichick knew all the angles to play. And it sure seemed like the Patriots – were prepared to play in rainy conditions. Baltimore, they had a couple of missed snaps. They just looked like a total fish out of water in that game. and It just amazes me that when a game goes off script, off weather, uh, there's something unusual about the situation. It just seems like that sets up so well for a Patriots team. Now, they're playing in Houston. I don't think it's going to rain this week, but – it's in a situation where I know the Patriots' defense by the stats is bad. The YPA allowed, I think, is worse than the NFL. Their DVOA defense was 31st to 32nd last I checked. There's 32 NFL teams. That's terrible. So it's so scary to, to not bet on Belichick, but I just don't trust the personnel. I have
0: to take Houston here. Wow, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I everything's straight in Houston to me. I think we're overreacting to the Ravens game, which was played in a monsoon. They play great. There's no doubt about that. But – it was still a weird situation, and I, it just it fell apart. Remember, what was it, nine, ten days ago, we were watching a two-and-five Patriots team fighting for its life to beat the New York Jets, who are basically the NFL's bye week at this point. They're terrible. They're one of the worst teams I've ever seen, and yet the Patriots are sitting there struggling and struggling, and it looked like the Jets were going to win that game the whole time with Joe Flacco. So we get to this week. The line has moved. I think it, it started that Houston was either pick them or minus one, something like that, and it's moved to New England because everybody's infatuated now, oh, the Patriots are back, the Patriots are back. I think the books are begging you to take the Patriots at two and a half. And this all points to me that this is Houston. I think that Will Fuller can have a big game. I think that even Cooks, all these guys, because the Patriots aren't good on defense. They did well last week in a rainstorm against a passing offense that hasn't found itself yet. Everything right here screams to me Houston. And I, I know Houston's a bad football team, but it just I, I don't trust the Patriots yet. Maybe I'll look back uh, at Sunday night and say, What was I thinking going against Belichick? He's we can tell he's getting hot. They've won two in a row, but I just don't see it yet. I need I, I need to see it again for, for me to trust New England.
1: And I'm willing to give the Houston passing game a total pass for that Cleveland. Yeah, there's situation. just nothing you can take. It, it was windy you couldn't throw the ball intermediate and downfield. Um all all the personnel points to Houston. And the only New England angle is just Belichick and laundry. I, I have to I love Absolutely. to sell the Patriots high. I love to take Houston in a low spot. Now I know they've only covered once this year, but the line adjusted that. You know, this when they say two and a half, they're saying maybe Homefield isn't a full three anymore, but they're saying New England's at least a touchdown favorite at home. And Houston looked pretty good in that situation for me. So I, I think the Texans are the only way to play that game. Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I know they're good. It doesn't. Have you are you ranking them number one in your power rankings? I didn't read no, the last. No, uh, no, Chiefs.
0: I still, still have the Chiefs because okay. I, you know, I go by if these two teams are playing on neutral field, who would I pick? I pick the Chiefs ten times out of ten. I, I, I don't, respect they wouldn't that. They would beat them ten times out of ten, but they would. They, they, I, I think the Chiefs are clearly a better team.
1: I respect you do that because a lot of power rankings are just who's got the best records. Like we know what the records are. Tell me yeah, what you I really guess, think. Give me sense. some in, intel. And everybody should read that. It's one of my first reads. I just, for some reason, I didn't read it this week, but it's always filed shortly after the Monday night game. So undefeated Pittsburgh goes to Jacksonville. How many times have we seen this? The Mike Tomlin Steelers, they, they show up against the, the great teams, but sometimes they play down to the level of competition. They didn't do it against the Bengals, but a few weeks ago against Dallas, they were life or death. Pittsburgh is a road favorite of nine points. It's a 46 and a half total. Baltimore is looming for the Steelers. Do you even believe in the idea of a look ahead game? What, what are you expecting here?
0: Oh, absolutely believe in look-ahead games, and especially a Thanksgiving game where, you know, I mean, this coaching staff has to start thinking about this now. They can't. That's the way NFL teams operate. They basically push everything up, get their game planning done, and they start Friday and Saturday on the next week. Any team I've been around that's played on Thursday does that. So they are looking ahead, like legitimately. And this is their game. If they win that game, the division's over. And I also think Jacksonville, who I've been fading all year, I was on them last week because I think the line's finally adjusted, where we're seeing Jacksonville catching these huge numbers. And I was on them last week, and I was really impressed with how hard they played. You wonder about a team. When they have that kind of a record, uh, have you given up? They know Doug Marlowe's probably not coming back next year, or maybe he will. Who knows? But are they playing hard? Have they given up? And I think that where you get to with the Jaguars is they are playing hard. And Jake Luton might not be the best quarterback in the world, but he's still somewhat capable. Chark is there, Robinson's there. I like the Jaguars in this spot we've seen. The only thing that that worries me is the Steelers kind of went through this, we're going to lay an egg on the road game a couple weeks ago, and still beat Dallas because Dallas is terrible. I wonder if that is kind of, okay, we can't play that way. We need to take care of business against Jacksonville. Because they've already been through that. But other than that, everything to me is pointing to Jaguars and the points. And it it wouldn't shock me if uh, there's going to be a million survivor picks on this, whoever's left, and it wouldn't shock me in the fourth quarter to look up and see how are the Jaguars winning this game 23-20 to right now? What's going on?
1: Yeah, I feel like the only way I can really see Pittsburgh covering, because again, they must be looking ahead to Baltimore, especially with that being a short turnaround game and and one of the chief rivalries in the league. That's one of the two or three best rivalries in the NFL right now. You could argue it's the best. NFL rivalry it's no surprise that once again it's gotten the Thursday game uh, for Thanksgiving we've seen that a few times I just be f- afraid I'll probably have a Jacksonville ticket and I know I- what I'm going to be afraid of is that the Jags will hang around and hang around and then I'm like Luton just don't do something insanely stupid yeah, in the fourth yeah, quarter yeah. don't give a touchdown away with with some you know left-handed toss or holding the ball for seven seconds in the pocket when you should get rid of it I almost wish I could just tell the Jaguars he's whispering there how to look you don't have to win the game. You have nine points already. Okay. This is how it works. You have to play to cover. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Think of the think of the people who are gambling in these games. Don't play for yourself. Don't play for your own personal glory. You have to do it for the handicappers. A couple of scrappy teams that I seem to pick every week and they end up losing for me, although Washington did cover last week. The Bengals are off their bye week. They head to DC to take on the WFT. Football team is spotting two points. It's a forty six and a half over under. What do you make of Cincinnati, Washington?
0: i 've been on Cincinnati a lot, but not here. I think with the Bengals, the one thing I always look at first is, can that terrible offensive line handle the defensive line they 're going to face and This week, I say no I, I think that I think washington 's going to get a a ton of pressure and, and Burrow's pretty good against pressure i mean he's He is having a heck of a rookie year, considering especially the line in front of him and the team around him. He does have skill guys. I, I do want to see, like, is Mixon back? That does make a difference. Geo's a fine fill-in, but I don't think he's Joe Mixon. So that matters to me. But right now, as we sit here, I like Washington. I just I just, I can't get off this, this bandwagon of we've both been on for the past few weeks where we thought Rivera's a good coach. They have some guys. McLaurin's a really good player. Gibson's a really good player. I don't, I don't do not at any point understand their infatuation with JD McKissick. He had 15 targets for 43 yards last week. Like, what are they doing? Why, what in God's name do they think that this is the efficient way to play football to just feed the ball to JD McKissick? But all that said, I'm going to take Washington here, just thinking I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to really protect.
1: Yeah, being able to get a pass rush without having to get exotic about it is such an advantage. In today's NFL, I agree with you. Burrow's been very poised, and he's taken his lumps, and he, he never looks rattled. He, he never looks like he plays faster, despite the fact that they can't really protect him. I, I do like the skilled players that you mentioned on both sides of the ball. I mean, the WFT actually has four playable, maybe even five playable options right now. They they they're not going yeah. to the playoffs. Oh, well, Logan Thomas,
0: they? yeah, yeah. yeah he's, I mean, Logan Thomas—he's nice. played
1: ninety-nine percent of the snaps the last two weeks. He, he, He's a guy who you expect four or five catches from every week.
0: Yeah. And, and the this, tight like end. you said, this tight end layout. This it tight end, like Tony landscape. Gonzalez <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> right. in the 2020. I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the bed. I'm starting Dalton Schultz in a lot of leagues this week saying, oh, okay, I well, what else am I going to do?
1: I traded for Logan Thomas last week. I prioritized oh, him. And you're going to laugh uh, when I traded oh, him for him. I traded Debo right. Samuel for him.
0: Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. If you don't have a tight end right now, what do you do? Like, I, there's nobody on. If you're if you're looking at waivers in any sort of competitive league on Yahoo, you're looking at tight end and just kind of throwing up your hands and saying none yeah. of these. I wouldn't was, play any. I wouldn't play Jordan Aikens this week. Whatever.
1: It's actually a two tight end league, but still, I was happy oh, to get Thomas as my my second tight week. end. And you know, who knows when Debo will come back? What if the Niners get so far out of it that they don't want to risk Debo's future? I think that's a possibility too you talk about tight end as being deep. We're in a 20-team league together with, with Charles Robinson, Therese Paler, a bunch oh. of the fantasy guys. And I've, I have a really good team in that league, but I've been scuffling a tight end. And I've been picking up and dropping Mo Cox like every other week. And so this <laughs> week I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to Mo Cox. He's going to be my scrubby tight end 24, and I hope he catches three passes, which I think he's capable of doing. I got outbid for Mo Cox. I didn't oh. go high enough. And I it's like, do I even feel bad about that? For a second I did, and then I'm like, eh. Okay, so I'm going to miss the 27 yards that he puts up. I'll I'll live without it.
0: Yeah, I drafted Blake Jarwin in that league, and let's just say that didn't work out too well for me. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been a mess.
1: Tennessee Titans, uh, after a fast start, they've kind of lost their way. And, man, the Baltimore Ravens offense is surely the the most disappointing offense in fantasy if you take out injury-related teams. They're pretty healthy. They just can't seem to do anything right right now. Baltimore's still a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Over at Bet MGM and the total is 48 and a half rematch of the of the playoff game with the with the Titans um, you know pulled the rug out from Baltimore. What are you making of this
0: game? I you know, I, the first thing I need to say, and I said this in my picks Column this morning, is that we're kind of going overboard on how bad the Ravens are. They've they've won six games, they're six and three. Five of their wins have come by fourteen or more points. This, yeah, they look bad on, on Sunday night in a monsoon. This is not a terrible football team. And for what, you know, like everybody overreacts every week and us as better as we kind of fade that. And, you know, we look and say, this is ridiculous overreaction. Like Tampa Bay, I was all about Tampa Bay last Sunday after a week of, oh my God, Brady's washed, the Saints blew him out, they exposed them. No, it was just a bad game. But I, I think with, the, and I think with the Ravens, we're getting to a point of, Let's let's pump the brakes on all this like the Ravens are terrible talk. They're, they're a very good football team. They're they're not elite like they were last year. No, and their offense really is struggling. This is still not a team that I'm just looking to fade every week. But that said, I, I, I got to take the Titans in the points. I think this is a... I don't know what to make of the Titans. I, I like them, but every time I seem to want to really love them, they let me down. Like, I was on them last Thursday, dumbly. The Colts just completely outplayed them. But I think this is still a... Titans team that, if you give me six and a half points against anybody, sure, fine. Uh, Give me the six and a half. I'll take my chances. I I don't know what side you're on here, though. I'm really interested to hear you, because I can go back and forth and say, we've overreacted too much on the Ravens, and maybe they're getting some value now.
1: One of my favorite handicapping angles, and I love the Rams last week for the same reason you did. I, I love when a team with strong infrastructure, or I should say, I love Tampa Bay for this reason, last week. I love a team that has strong... Coaching, strong roster. They're embarrassed, especially on national TV. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love them the next week if the line adjusts to it. I thought it was such a great spot for Tampa Bay last week. The Rams had that spot a few weeks ago. I Maybe mean, it was against the Bears. They just played a really poor game. It's like, okay, they're they're going to steamroll the Bears, and they did. But the problem I have with the Ravens, like Harbaugh, like the defense, the 24th offense DVOA, this is a team that just had the MVP at quarterback last season. Yeah. You know, you're, you're supposed to be – a top five offense. If you have a couple of problems, a top ten offense. If you have a couple more problems, okay, a top half offense. They're twenty fourth in offense right now, and what do they do well? What that I can't lay this type of number until the Ravens show me something.
0: Yeah, and I you know all season I thought the the Ravens were holding back Lamar. They had that three carry three yard game, and I, I kind of thought. This is a team that understands they can't run this guy 200 times a year. It's just not – that's not viable for year after year after year. They're going to wait until they're playing the Steelers, until they're playing even the Patriots, uh, the playoffs, obviously. They're not going to run him 200 times. Maybe it's going to be 110, 120, and they're going to run him when they really need him. But now I'm wondering if that's even on, on the table. I, I, I don't know. He's just lost some of this MVP magic he had, and and I don't take away from what he did last year. I'm not trying to say he's a bad player. But he's just there's something missing. There's something off with that offense. Maybe it's Marshall Yonder, Ronnie Stanley. Though that those are two huge losses. Those are two you could arguably say two of the top ten offensive linemen in the NFL coming into or at the end of last year who are gone. Uh, maybe it's that Mark Andrews has had a really weird season where he doesn't look comfortable. Marquise Brown just it, he can't. Those who aren't on the same page. You're right. Everything's bad about the Ravens' offense right now, and I don't know if it's Roman. I don't know if it's Lamar. I don't know if it's the line. It, it just everything doesn't look quite right right now.
1: I will say that when they had that stinker against New England, the first thing I was hoping is tell me Baltimore's playing a punching bag next week. This will be the game they win thirty-eight to three.
0: Right, yep, if they yep. had like and then-
1: the Bengals, the Jets, or, or somebody like that. They'd be like, okay, because they're they love to play the bully, and when they play a weak team, a lot of times they just step on the throat. But I still respect Tennessee. I know their offense has been in the funk since they lost their their left deck. Both of these teams have lost star offensive linemen, and just, you don't have good replacements for those guys. And then you know Yande, as you mentioned, didn't come back this year. He's probably a hall of famer, so maybe that's part of it. It just seems like this Baltimore offense has the yips. Everybody. Is, I don't think Andrews is comfortable right now. Brown's not happy about his role. They haven't found a cadence. And I think trying to use three running backs is a mistake. I think they'd be a lot. I think the offense looked a lot better on the ground when Ingram wasn't playing because these other two guys had time to get in the rhythm. Yep. I think they need to pick their two best guys and then make the third player just somebody they go to in, in specialized situations. But it, stop trying to give nine carries to three different guys. I think that's a bad model. So let's go with the Titans in that game. We're in agreement there. A Miami. Man, are they plucky. I don't know if you have any AFC East tickets on them. They're going to Denver, and they're actually favored over a Broncos team that's that's really been terrible the last few weeks. We're not sure about their quarterback situation. We'll have our second Rippon reference of the pod. Brett Rippon might get the call if Drew Locke can't. Miami's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the thin, mile-high air, and it's a 45 and a half total. What are you doing with the Dolphins and Broncos?
0: I, I mean, this is, this is going to sound crazy, but whatever. I hope Drew Locke plays. I don't want to see Brett Rippon. I'm on Miami, of course. Like, you look at this line, and it's, you know, I hate when the line looks too obvious, right? Like, who isn't taking Miami in this game? Who, who's putting their money on the Broncos after what we've seen? And I think Drew Locke is just regressing. He's pressing. He's just not good. And if Rippin plays, I think the line goes up a little bit. It, don't, it doesn't deserve to go up. And I think Rippon might give them a better chance to win just because I think he'll be a little safer with the ball maybe. I, Locke is just turning it over like it's his job. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't think the Broncos are well-coached. I, I And I think that kind of is summed up by the Philip Lindsay-Melvin Gordon thing. They Look, I love Melvin Gordon as, I, as a sit who represent Wisconsin. Melvin Gordon ain't hit this year. I, he's just not having a great year. And every time they put Philip Lindsay in, he gives him a spark, and then he gets six carries. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what they're doing over there. I, I just... I'm all about the Dolphins here, and I hope Drew Locke plays because I think, I think none of the Dolphins roll. I really like, I'm rooting for Drew to answer the bell here because I think Rippon gives him a better chance to win.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with Locke is he plays recklessly and he doesn't have enough athletic ability to play that way. You know, Brett, Brett yeah.
0: Favre could do it.
1: Uh, There's certain guys, Tony Romo at times could do it. I, I just don't think, I think Locke needs to know that. He can't make some of the risky into coverage throws. That's one thing when you fall away behind. I don't know how they ever won that Chargers game. Uh, that I guess it's charging, yeah, charging <laughs> in full effect, right? Because it just seemed like LAC had that game uh-huh. well in hand. You might think I'm crazy. I ended up taking the Broncos for one simple reason, and maybe wow. maybe I'm foolish here. Look, I, I love Flores. Um, they haven't mm-hmm. skipped a beat with Tua, but they, Miami's been getting so much mileage the last three games out of runbacks. Uh, defensive special teams plays. Sure. They won that game against the Rams where they had a huge yardage disparity because they had these three big runback plays. Now, to be fair, it was two his first start. They didn't want to overload him. Once the game was well in hand, they basically unplugged the offense and said, okay, we can just deflate the football and dare the Rams to score a bunch of points and beat us. We have a good defense. That's not going to happen. But then Arizona first quarter, Kyler gives them a gift touchdown right away last week chargers first quarter punt they block, block a yeah. punt Four. i hadn't even settled in for the for the sunday yet i'd, I'd done my q a no, first yeah. 90 Same minutes deal. i went to the bathroom I up was like
0: how did they score yes yeah,
1: yeah. get my tvs all set up for the day and it's like oh miami has a touchdown they run the kickback <laughs> uh, oh one <laughs>
0: yard drive you know no uh, and that, you can't live in the nfl that way i do agree with you there and uh i, I hope you don't talk me out of this because i or maybe i should have you talk me out of this because it is it was the line on the board where i said that in cleveland where i said why is this line not three points higher? Because Denver's a, just a wreck right now. And Miami's playing good football. But we always, it doesn't matter. In the NFL, things change week to week. And yeah, maybe this is Denver's week. And they do have, still have guys. I love Tim Patrick. I just traded for Tim Patrick in a, in a league where uh, basically it's a two-quarterback league. I had three quarterbacks. So I sent Ben and Amari for Derrick Henry and Tim Patrick. And I thought. With Amari, I was like, I don't think the difference is that great between Amari and Tim Patrick. I like Tim Patrick. I think Tim Patrick's a pretty good player in that Cortland Sutton role. And so they do have guys, they just need a quarterback who's not gonna throw four interceptions. That that can't happen to the good teams, much less a mediocre team like Denver.
1: I love their skill talent and think of how good it'll be next year when they get a healthy Sutton back. Oh yeah. They yeah have I two think two Hamler's years.
0: a good player. I, I think love Noah I still player. think No Fant's
1: gonna be a star someday.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah Fant is probably right now what a top. He's probably third best tight end in, in fantasy. I think he's quite Kelseys are Kelsey's obviously number Hawkinson's one, but.
1: Three. I think Waller's two, Hawkinson's three, something like that. Um, Johnny Smith has a bunch of touchdowns. It's all touchdown deodorant with Smith. He only has 97 yards his last five weeks, but he's got the seven touchdowns. Right, right. I'll also mention that we went in all in on our fantasy team with Salvin Ahmed. Yes, who we did. Was, um. <laughs> Yo, know, she flashed a little bit two weeks ago, and I oh, was really? actually encouraged that I picked him up. A couple of my leagues, I thought, oh, did Ahmed already get picked up? Oh, yeah, I have him. I didn't even realize it because I was a <laughs> deeper league. Anybody who shows anything, yeah. you have to pick up. And then up they, when, back. They,
0: when they cut Jordan Howard, it was like, okay, well, all systems are go now. They Until Gaskin comes back, there's nobody else in that backfield taking any spots away, any time away from him. 21 for 85 last week. Like, I'll, I'll take that from a dime getting off waivers in week 11.
1: And what's fascinating. Is Gaskin and Ahmed were teammates at Washington? One year removed, okay. Um, so Gaskin was the starter. Ahmed was the change of pace guy. Ahmed had a little bit better efficiency, but they used Gaskin. Maybe that was that can be seniority sometimes, just because. I don't really know. I don't think we have tangible proof that Gaskin's better than Ahmed. From what I saw at Wisconsin in where, the stats. I was
0: where we were in week one. It was like, mm-hmm. Gaskin's just a guy. He's not going to keep. I didn't pick him up in a few leagues because I was like, ah, that, uh, Matt Breida, we both are Matt Breida fanboys. I was like, Breida will be back. They still have Howard. I'm not picking up Gaskin anywhere. And then I kind of missed the boat until he got hurt.
1: Well, the Jets gave us a break last week. We didn't have to watch them play football. <laughs> but they're back again with Flacco. In the saddle, let's give him his due. He played really well in that Patriots game, and it sure helped to have three healthy receivers. They finally got Crowder back. They finally got Perryman back. Perryman and Flacco have time together at Baltimore, and they looked like they had a level of comfort. They're headed to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, who despite being a two-win team are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. It's a a 47-and-a-half total. What do you do in Jets, Chargers?
0: I I think the Jets – I don't think we saw some epiphany, some resurrection of the Jets on that Monday night against New England. I think that was their Super Bowl. It's a Monday night. Everybody's watching. You're playing the Patriots who you hate. If you can get that win against them, you feel pretty good. I think that they played their game of the year and they lost. And I don't think you can come back from that. I don't think they come back and are like, hey, we almost won a game. Let's go out and beat the Chargers. I think they're just decimated after that and they're ready for the season to be done they're ready for gates to get fired This is a very simple handicap for me the chargers are a far 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 superior team and in no way shape or form can i take the jets here in no way shape or form
1: you know i agree with all that and i was all set to, to hit the check mark on the chargers and then i remembered anthony lynn coaching the team
0: right and here's the thing scott i'm in so i'm in a, one really small survivor pool still and I'm still alive. And I'm in one medium sized survivor pool and I'm still alive. And I'm in a losers pool where you pick a loser every week. It's the opposite of Survivor Pool. And I have the Jacksonville Chargers game available all three ways. And every time I think I'm gonna this is week for the Chargers, I, I can't I, I haven't I haven't texted my pick. I haven't put it in on Yahoo. I'm one of them is the Yahoo League. I can't I can't do it. I can't bring myself because it's like this is the week the Chargers just ruined me for all three.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to bet on this game, but I did take the I'm going to hold my nose and take the Jets. Uh, also curious to see if they finally go to P. Ryan. Not that he's anything special, but look, Frank Gore's 126 years old. At least find out if P. Ryan has any value to the franchise passes. I
0: don't get why I don't get why teams do this where it's like you're out of it and yet you're playing Alfred Morris or you're playing frank gore isn't there a guy in a practice squad somewhere where you can just say let's see if this guy is, is the next whoever you know aaron foster who came on late last that season with the houston texans like could you find somebody to give a shot to and it's sure. p right yes he should get the shot
1: yeah he could could be the next raheem mostert you know um, you never know yeah. you know fulgham has been philadelphia's best receiver he was a practice squad guy cut by three different teams uh Man, the Packers just, you know, they don't like talent. Let's let's transition to those Packers. I like to play a fun parlor game. What if the Packers had drafted? Oh, I oh. don't know, T. Higgins. I don't know, Antonio Gibson. Right, Instead, they right. drafted a quarterback they don't need, a running back they don't play. I yep. guess to motivate the quarterback and running back they already have. They have three fantasy studs in Rodgers, in Jones, in Adams. And then, by the way, Adams on a per-game basis is having a legendary season. Yeah. I think that's a little bit under-repped right now. Green Bay is a two-point underdog. They're on the road at Indianapolis. Total is 51 and a half. I had trouble with this game. What are you doing with the pack, Colts?
0: Yeah, and by the way, it's not just T. Higgins. It's the guy on the other side of the ball, Michael Pittman, who's now finally playing sure. well and he was healthy. Like He had a nice breakout week. I-, I need you to talk me out of my overexcitement, my overreaction to the Colts. The team I watched last week as a team, I said, this is, a te- this is my second-half team right here. They Play great defense. Great. Like they, they are a fantastic defense in my mind. I think Frank Reich is a top five head coach. I don't know if I, I don't know the rankings in my head, but he's in that elite category of coaches who I trust. And all I need from the offense is be good. You don't need to be great. I don't need Philip Rivers turning it over. That offensive line, we know that offensive line is good. And I think they stumbled upon something last week with Hines and Pittman too. If you could just get those two guys going. I think enough is around, and God bless Jonathan Taylor. I love him. He just is having a terrible rookie season, and they need to give that up and just basically make Hines their guy, and I think if they do, this is a really good team down the stretch. They check a lot of boxes for me. I think they're going to win this game. I, I Anything under a field goal, yeah, Colts all day.
1: I took the Colts, too. I don't know if this is something that would bear out with any deeper analysis, but I get the idea that Green Bay, they like to play a finesse game, and the Colts are a physical team. I don't think it's a good draw for them. Totally agree on Reich. This is sometimes how I figure out the coaching thing. I ask myself if the coach and the team had a breakup, how quickly would somebody else hire this guy? Right? If if Frank Reich just didn't like the Indianapolis management or didn't want to live in Indiana anymore or whatever, you know, he'd be hired in five minutes if he wanted it to to work. You know, so. Um, versus some of the, you know, when Adam Gase gets fired, I don't know what his next job's going to be. It's certainly not going to be a head coaching job in the NFL. He'd probably never get one of those again. I don't mean to kick the guy when he's down. I think Anthony Lynn will be a great position coach. I would want him in my locker room. He can't be the top guy on my depth chart at coaching. I I just can't live that way, but I'm totally with you on Reich, and I'm excited. Colts have had a very wide usage tree, but it sure seems like Hines and and Pittman have separated in recent weeks, and I would think that they would be smart enough to play their best players or put them in prominent roles.
0: Yeah, and I, I wonder about that because as great as that coaching staff is, they do seem totally set on Heinz can't be the guy, we paid a lot for Taylor, we're going to get him going, and it's just not working. It is just not. I don't know what it is. I love Taylor coming out of college, obviously, I watched a ton of him. And I, even from his freshman year, I said, this kid's special. This is an NFL star in the making. And I had Jonathan Taylor in a few leagues when Marlon Mack went down. And I thought, hey, here we go. I, I just got a league winner in the third, fourth round, whatever it was. And it just hasn't happened. It is just, I, I, I'm not starting him in any leagues. I have him. I don't think, I don't know how you can. But yet, I don't know if the Colts are willing to say Naheem Hines is, we got to ride this guy. We got to see what we got because he looked great last week.
1: I joked that Reich right, is the the guy who orders 12 donuts and orders 12 different donuts. And and part of that is probably Rivers, too, that they've just splintered the usage so much. I'm not sure that I necessarily believe all the offensive line metrics, but I do know the Colts fare very poorly in adjusted line yards, which is a football outsider's run-blocking stat. I don't know how I mean, how much that's tied to maybe Taylor is running tentatively. Maybe he's just not confident right now. Maybe he can't get in a rhythm because he hasn't gotten consistent touches. I, I, I'm really befuddled, and I was hoping that maybe you had an answer on Taylor, but I, maybe there just isn't one right now.
0: He's just not seeing things well, and I haven't. I can't say I've, I've you know broken down all the tape on him or anything. But when I do watch him, he's not. His vision at Wisconsin was so good, and he could hit it real hard. He's just a great athlete. He really is. And when I watch a guy now, it's a guy who just isn't seeing anything. And there's mm-hmm. been a, there were a couple of plays in the Titans game where it's like uh, you, you can't take that angle. You're not getting anywhere there, and it, you could have made something happen. And Minds was making something happen. So I just think it's. Yeah, it's just a mess for him right now, and I think he does. I think he needs an off season, get his confidence back. I still trust that he's a high, high, high character guy. I think he's going to figure it out, but not this year. I think at this year, you just got to say, "Hey, sorry, we're we're in a race for the division. Naheem gives us our best shot. Let's we got to give him the ball and let him run with it."
1: I think he'll be a good post-type guy next year, but maybe it just doesn't happen yeah. this year. And I like that you mentioned the character. Everything I heard about him was not just that he was physically gifted, but the, like you never missed a practice at Wisconsin. And yeah, just
0: phenomenal kid, Universally
1: yeah. loved as a good teammate and a hardworking guy. So I think 2021 could be a Taylor year, but I've kind of given up the ghost for this season. What a great Sunday night game. The, the Raiders went into Kansas City a few weeks ago. They got their win. There was nothing fluky about it. They were the better right. team for three hours. Then they did their victory lap. Chiefs didn't like that. Andy Reid is legendary off a bye. Kansas City on the road, seven-point favorites going to Allegiant Stadium for the Sunday nighter. It's 56-and-a-half. Pretty juicy total. I I know you don't make a lot of money betting big favorites on the road, but with Reid, I'm I'm all narrative here. I think the Chiefs are mad. I think they want to put this division away. I think they took that victory lap thing personally, and and Andy Reid is the master of extra time to prepare – Raiders probably feeling good about themselves right now. that They won't be up for the game. Primetime game against the Chiefs. Of course, they'll be up for it. But I think the Chiefs remind everybody we're the Chiefs and everybody else isn't.
0: It could be. And I, I can't sit here and disagree with you. I'm, I like the Raiders. I'm leaning Raiders. It's not my lock of the week or anything. But I just think like what you said, I watch that game. I, I watched it intently as everybody else did. And the Raiders were the better football team that day. Now, I'm not saying that, that they're a better football team than Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm saying that day... They ran the ball well. They threw it well. They did enough. They were up forty to twenty four in that game, and she scored late and got two. And even an eight point game, that wasn't even that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders really played well in that game, and I'm kind of. I, it's the one time I'm going against advanced stats a lot because they don't love the Raiders most because their defense. I like this Raiders team. They've beat the Saints. They've beat the Chiefs. They they have taken care of business against even a Chargers team, a good team. It was late in the game. I get that. But this Raiders team played a really tough schedule, came out of it 5-3, and three, won last week, blew the doors off the Broncos. I think when the schedule gets easier, they're going to win enough games to make the playoffs. And I think they equip themselves well here. I think they cover. I don't know if they win, but I'm willing to take the points and just saying, last time I saw these teams play— Team A was better than Team B, and it was on the road. I'm willing to to, to follow that up and see where it goes.
1: Although I will be on Kansas City, I will take the loss on John Gruden. I thought when he was hired, mm. it was a guy who was a rotary phone in a cell phone world. Sure, I, I just thought they were, what are you doing? This guy isn't modern. This guy openly thumbs his nose at, at some of the technology and, and some of the analytics have come to the game. Not that I want to be slaves by it. I think you ha- need to have a mix of art and science, but... They play hard for him. As you said, this team is not intimidated. They do not get nervous at the jersey on the other side of the ball. They don't kiss anybody's yeah. ring. They think they can beat anybody. And a win at Kansas City, what win could you get in the
0: NFL right now oh, that would give it. you more uh, cred
1: than a win at Arrowhead? So, so I we're yeah, the them. NCAA
0: selection committee, and we're saying quality wins, that's the quality win at Kansas City. Put that on top of the resume. What
1: might be a tough thing for the Raiders in this game is there is some COVID constant. Um, contact tracing that they need to short before game day there'll be some testing we don't know if maybe some personnel will be missing but i believe the line is still on the board at bet mgm so uh go check that out you can bet either side of this depending on if you want to follow me or frank i think Kansas city on a teaser money line parliament every, that's too. one thing
0: by the way scott that's one thing that scares me every teaser in the world's gonna have the cheese yeah every which sure just is. like the ravens last week where i was on visa and with those guys, and we're talking about the Ravens, and I said every teaser in the world is going to have the Ravens, and myself included. And look what happened! Right. It always don't, don't
1: you know don't happens. you know that wonky things always happen in week ten? Haven't I always <laughs> I've tried to that. tell you that?
0: that yeah.
1: um, there's another bet we want to make here that I know you and I have punched this week um, with Russell Wilson in a funk. Last couple of games. I still love me some Russell Wilson, but Patrick Mahomes, I think people are like noticing, uh, this guy's got twenty-five touchdowns and one pick uh, yeah. for what I think people still think is you have them ranked number one in your power rankings, probably the best team in the NFL. Plus one eighty over at, at bed MGM, right. it's still a plus odds. the only thing I think hurts Mahomes is the fatigue thing. He's been so great. And if Kyler Murray ends you know, if he keeps doing what he's doing right now, he just had the play of the year, obviously. I think people maybe might want to vote for Murray. I thought Wilson had, as much as I love Wilson, I thought what was really helping his case was that people were like, hey, he's never won an MVP. He's never even had a vote. Maybe it's his year. So I think Mahomes, I think it's an excellent chance, and this is why you and I punch it this week, that Mahomes will have the MVP season. Now, whether or not the voters are cool voting for him or they'd rather go with somebody, I'm not knocking Kyler in any way. Unbelievable player. But I think, I think Mahomes at plus 180 is a great value. I just hope the voters aren't sick of the fact that Mahomes has already done it and maybe they just want a new, fresh story.
0: Right. And I, you know, I mean, part of the reason I, I, I had to look up the odds and I wanted to see what he was at MGM was, I you know, do a bunch of radio hits during the week, and every one of them, there's, hey, is Kyler now the MVP? Hey, what do you think about Roethlisberger's chances? Is Kamara really the MVP? And I said, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're trying to talk ourselves into something. There's one obvious pick here. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL's MVP. Like you said, I don't know how the voters are going to go, but if Kyler Murray or Roethlisberger or Kamara or Rodgers or whoever gets it, it's Charles Barkley in 1993, where voters just said, we can't do this with Jordan every year, mm-hmm. let's just give it to somebody else. I, the same, even as, a, even as a Giannis fan, the same could be said about LeBron, where you just say... We could give LeBron the MVP every single year. Let's spread it out a little bit. It's just kind of even if it's un, it, not, it is subconscious. You just feel like, well, now it's Russell's year. Now, hey, Roethlisberger's, I don't think Roethlisberger's ever gotten an MVP vote either. Weirdly enough, maybe that they go fifteen and one, like you said mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, but I think if you're looking at this logically and just taking everything out of the equation, you're saying, pick me an MVP. You'd be crazy to pick anybody but Patrick Mahomes. He has been. He's, he's the best player in football. He's having a phenomenal year. The Chiefs are either the best or second-best team in football. Any any sane person is, it doesn't have him lower than two. So why even if we get so caught up in not wanting to take a favorite because it seems square, Like we should be like, hey, I have a, a Rogers a 20-to-1 ticket or something like that. And it, that. Sometimes that pays off, but sometimes it's just, all right, you're, you're going to give me this, this uh, three-foot putt. Okay, I'll take it. Anything at plus odds right now. Mahomes, to me, is... It's almost like Manning in 2013 when, you know, he went crazy with the stats. Everybody tried talking themselves into, oh, Brady should be the MVP whatever. It's like, no, 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 guys, Let's Peyton Manning's the MVP. And he did end up winning by a wide margin. I think that, it, like you said, unless they Jordan, you give them the Jordan rules on, on Mahomes and the MVP, I think he's the pick. I, I don't see how you could pick anybody else with a straight face right now.
1: And we know it's going to be a quarterback. Stop it with this Kamara, Dalvin nah, stuff. They could win. You know, maybe Cook could be the Offensive Player of the Year, and I'd have no problem yeah. with that. But yeah. it's going to be – we know it's a quarterback-driven trophy, and your Wisconsin guy, J.J. Watt, kind of showed us that this uh, year. If he, if he couldn't win it the, the year he, he can't the win case, it, that was the case, you're idea. never going to give us yeah, defensive 14, player. 14,
0: I think, yeah. And he even had like five touchdowns as, as kind of a, a tight end making cameo appearances. Since – because MVP is a weird thing when you bet it, you have to handicap voters too. And this stat, I always will repeat it. Since 1993 when Emmitt Smith won. Every single MVP winner, even the guys who have shared it, have all checked one of these three boxes. Either they're a running back with a 2,000-yard rushing season, a running back who set a single-season touchdown record, or a quarterback. One of those three boxes has to get checked for every single MVP since 93. I don't think Kamara is going to – I mean, he might set the receptions record for a running back, but I don't think that pops like a touchdown record, 2,000 yards. This is a quarterback award. You can eliminate everybody but a quarterback. I think you're throwing away your money at anybody but a quarterback, especially a quarterback – who's already endeared himself to everybody and, like you said, is at a 25-to-1 ratio right now.
1: And remember, if Jerry Rice couldn't win it in 87 and if Randy Moss couldn't win it in 2007, we're never going to see a receiver win. I mean,
0: Rice yeah, I thought Michael perfect- Thomas had a great argument last year. I, mm-hmm. It was Lamar's year. Lamar had a great year. I didn't have any problem with that. But, yeah, Michael Thomas was another one where every week he was catching 10 balls. I mean, he was the Saints at that point, and he, he didn't have any shot to win it.
1: I thought Rice was robbed because I mean, he had the perfect storm of an unbelievable touchdown season and Montana and young both played. So you didn't have the concern that they would be the MVP because they missed time. They didn't play a full season, but Elway at that point was, you know, doing the superhero, you know, I I have good, but not maybe not great help around me. I still think there's been some, some people on Twitter who've been bashing Elway lately. I, I don't, Think that's fair. I still think John Elway was an unbelievable player, and it doesn't oh, bother me. Oh, yeah, I could, MVP. I, because, I could see I would have given it.
0: I could see bashing Elway as a GM because hey, uh, <laughs> he's had some issues. But as a player, like that was a guy. I he's the guy who, if you put him in, like you know, I, I think you have we've both watched uh Elway to Marino, the the great thirty for thirty, and there was Davis. talk then that, that Walsh wanted to trade for Elway, and like. If that happens, what kind of career does John Elway have? I mean, in a maybe, maybe it just doesn't fit. I don't know, but put him with somebody other than Dan Reeves and Vance Johnson as his number one receiver, and I think he does a lot better.
1: Love that Marvin Demoff documentary. Um, oh, it's so good. And and we'll Trent, will we'll, we'll uh, do a transition from Marvin Demoff, the agent. For L.A. And Marino to Kevin Demoff, uh, an executive with the L.A. Rams, a uh, former colleague of mine well over broadband sports a million years ago. Oh, I not know. Uh, that, Demoff wow. and company are at Tampa Bay. What a game this is. The Buccaneers, they're right. clicking on all cylinders. I know Brady missed a couple of deep balls, but that offense showed all of its weapons in that big win at Carolina and the Rams, man. I mean. How more impressive could they have been that just dismantled Seattle, McVeigh off a bye week? They were money. So these these teams are in fine form right now. Tampa Bay's a three and a half point favorite over at Bet MGM. The total's forty-seven and a half. What are you doing on Monday night?
0: My initial reaction was Rams on the hook. Give me that as an even game. But the more I've thought about it, I'm on the bucks and I, I know this is probably overthinking it, but Andrew Whitworth's injury means a lot for the Rams, a lot. I do not think they can replace him, especially against this team. Tampa Bay has some great edge pass rushers and JPP and Shaq Barrett. And I think that Goff is not a guy who, he he's great in a structure. If everything's going well around Jared Goff, he can be a very good quarterback. If something is, if you're getting rushed, if 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 his first, you know, if, if his reads aren't available, he's not a guy who could just make something happen. We know that about Jared Goff right now. And I think this game, this Tampa defense, I still trust. I think that they're really going to make life uncomfortable for the Rams. And I think that the Tampa Bay offense, as long as they're not playing the Saints, looks just fine. I I, I will say this. I just wrote this story. I, I don't know if it's on Yahoo yet or not, but do you make anything of this Tom Brady primetime thing? Or is this just such a small sample? Because he has been terrible in primetime. Like he's going back. I, I looked at his last 20 starts and not that quarterback wins mean everything, but follow me here for a second. I believe there are 11 and three in normal kickoffs. They're one in five in primetime. He, the, the bucks are one and two this year in primetime. And I know everybody kind of laughs at how dumb the whole, like, well, Brady goes to bed at eight thirty, but Brady usually goes to bed at eight thirty. If you ask me, to, to, to play an NFL game well, and do anything, basically, a half hour after my bedtime, I don't think I'd be that good at it. So I don't know. I, I think that maybe it's just a funny narrative and everybody can yuck about how old Brady is. But the only thing keeping me from really loving the Bucs is there might be something in this primetime thing.
1: Yeah, I can see it in the sense that we get nervous. You're, when, you're
0: allowed to tell me I'm crazy, Scott. No, because I, I,
1: I, I think it's at least worth writing an article about it. I'll, I'll look forward to, to read that over at Yahoo and Frank at one of our – our most just voluminous writers, constantly cranking out content. And a guy, when he covers a game for us, the game ends and he files a story in like fifteen seconds. It's unbelievable how fast this guy is. You know, quality and quantity and speed. It all comes standard in the Frank Schwab package. You're like the Jonathan Taylor of uh of NFL writers, except you're actually good. No, I'm so, I'm not, I don't, like, mean, the knock last year. I don't <laughs> mean the Doc Taylor, but um I think I think football is all about routine right and habits and doing the same thing every week when you're asked to do something different at a different time i I can see why maybe it would make sense i kind of bought into the kirk cousins monday night narrative i know he smashed it i mean granted the the bears had no interest in winning that game so i'm not sure how much credit i want to give cousins but i can see there being something to it i really like the angle you played with golf one reason i loved the rams last week is we knew seattle wouldn't lay a finger no, on golf no, they, they, wouldn't, no they shot, didn't no. have to launder the jersey golf was not bothered tampa bay's defense is nasty they're going to hit golf my original lean was Rams with the hook but i see the tampa bay case and with tampa bay having so much skill talent and they're starting to really get it you know i was skeptical of the ground comeback he's looked fantastic he's, i think he's a pro bowler right now i think he's one of the three I or four best ends in the league again yeah, he's not kelsey do. kelsey's on his own planet yeah kelsey. and Kittle yeah. would be if healthy I think Gronk right now is the third best tight end in the league, and with Kittle hurt, the second best tight end in the league. I, I so I might flip either him that. or
0: Waller. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I might flip that before we go to post. Uh, really quickly, we just some DFS follows and fades that we always mention. Uh, Frank sure. earlier said that he liked Amari Cooper, even though McKissick. Everything you said about McKissick kind of being a fantasy fraud. The fact that Alex Smith never made a two-yard pass, he didn't want to throw. No, it's all about I think volume, still going to catch nine passes or something, it may frustrate us because they may be 45 yards, but I like him at 16 bucks. Uh, producer Ragu, who's had a, a pretty good record this year with DFS, he likes Deontay Johnson at 18 bucks. His idea was take the cheapest receiver in that tree. I think that will make sense. I actually like Ebron this week to score a touchdown, too, and a good matchup for them. I'm going to fade Miles Sanders at 25 because I'll fade anything that's related to the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Uh, Who's a big-name guy you don't want to play in DFS?
0: I think it's Aaron Rodgers this week. I just trust this Colts defense, and I think Packers are really good against bad defenses. But when they play up to the competition, it's not so easy for them. And you never know if Aaron Jones – it could be an Aaron Jones two-touchdown week, and then Rodgers doesn't get that. So, yeah, Rodgers has had a great year, but I'm fading him this week.
1: Again, I think the Colts having a physical defense and also extra prep time, too. I mean, they played on Thursday, so that's always something that I factor into these things as well. Frank, I really appreciate you stepping in while Dalton was on his bye week for us. uh, Tell everybody how they can keep up with your work over at Yahoo.
0: Yeah, just, you know, at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter, I'm always there to argue about anything even our all nfc east all-star team people wanted to say like carson wentz this shouldn't be the quarterback well who's it gonna be It's it gonna be Andy dalton really so no i love it man it's it's great it's i am so happy i know we both have talked about this that we have a season we're seeing football hopefully we get to the finish line it's been really great
1: yeah i mean if you told me this had gone has relatively smoothly as it's gone we had a couple of weeks that were in balance touch and go we had to reschedule some things but they've played Every, everybody's you know on schedule to play a full year it's going to be a challenge with what's happened in the country the last few weeks and i just hope that you know the league can keep doing the right things and we can get this season completed uh, if you like podcasts like this one the yahoo got you covered the yahoo sports nfl podcast with charles robinson therese paler and two of our friends and fantasy foes in the robinson league um always a good listen and Always got something good going there. And then the Yahoo Sports College podcast or the, the uh, Say Nasty Things About Jim Harbaugh podcast, if you will. <laughs> Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, and, and our old friend Pat Forty who's now with Sports Illustrated. They've been running their three-man weave for a while and you know, hey, soon college basketball hopefully isn't that that far away. I'm excited about Providence this year. Wisconsin, how do they look on the hardwood? Oh yeah, year?
0: they're, they're at, uh, I think seventh in the AP poll. So okay, finished last year, uh, eight straight wins, number one seed in a Big Ten tournament that never happened. So hey, Man,
1: Providence was was smashing people. They they actually lost a lot to graduation, but they I think they scored 55 points in their first half against DePaul in their final game. They they just on senior night, they just kicked the crap out of them. I had a ticket on Providence that night. One of those games that you know at halftime, I've already won. There's, there's not enough basketball to be played. Um, I thought they were going to go a couple of rounds of the tournament, maybe could have won the Big East tournament. They have a lot of talent coming back, but they did lose some starters still with uh, Ed Cooley. I think watch Providence this year. I think it's going to be fun to have UConn back in that conference too. They always should have been a Big East. I'm, I'm happy when conferences get aligned logically. To me, Big Connecticut's a Big Ten school. I'm sorry, a Big E school. I don't even know what division they were playing in, but they were playing out in Texas and stuff. Never made sense to me. So I'm excited for college basketball. I'm excited for the Yahoo Sports College podcast. Of course, tomorrow, Dalton and Liz will be doing the Yahoo Fantasy preview. One last thanks to our sponsor, Planters, giving us the great cashews, the great mixed nuts that keep us going on game day. Follow us on Twitter, Yahoo Fantasy. I'm Scott underscore Pianowski. Yahoo Schwab for Frank. There are your winners. Straight cash home. You go to the window. Bet against the Eagles. Bet Mahomes at MVP. Until we talk again, P.N. and Schwab out.